We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Podcast. We're talking to you at half eleven on a Tuesday night. Newcastle have just drawn with Manchester United at home, three-three. I'm Dogger, uh, and I'm joined by Mickey, Ben, and Sai for our True Faith Weekly Podcast. Uh, instant reaction after the match from Mickey. You first, please. A good result, and do you think it could have been three points? Uh, it was a good result. Yeah, I think uh, I can't. I couldn't tell you the last time we came back twice in a match or came back from two goals down. So that's positive for scoring goals again. But as always against Man United, I feel like we've been absolutely robbed by the ref. I think he's got three penalty decisions wrong, all in Man United's favour, and it's it's cost us the game. As well as the pen we got. So you said we should have three three pens. I think we could have three pens. Yeah, I mean, what what gets me about the the the, the first pen that Man United got is compare that to the pen Riviere did get last year. Yeah, and, and they got a pen, and we got out. But um, do you, do you, were you happy with the uh, team selection? First of all, do you think that he was right? You know, to play Tiote and Colback as the kind of the really, 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 really deep midfield too. Well, um, no, I, I I'm not happy with the the style of um, of midfield that we're operating with. I think Tiote in recent weeks, and particularly today, has justified his selection. I thought he was. I thought he was good today. His passing, still as always, is absolutely disgraceful for a Premier League centre midfielder. But he, he did his job well today. I thought McLaren set the team out fairly, fairly well. It's like I probably would have done it, except not as deep in centre midfield. I think Perez on the left is necessary against a team like Man United. Um, Wijnaldum's much more effective down the middle. The thing that I want to complain about, apart from the ref. Uh, just briefly, because it's 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 harsh to complain about the team after uh, after a performance like that. But McLaren's subs were just an absolute joke. Why he's bringing on Gufran at that stage of the game is nonsense. Kovac may have been tired, but he can't possibly have been more tired than Perez and Mitrovic visibly were. But he's not 
but he's just come back from injury making call back to just come back from injury well for me it's the wrong subs Perez looked absolutely knackered after 65 minutes to the point he where he's poor Perez I'm getting a bit sick of him really I know he's the he's the poster boy of, of a lot of Newcastle fans but I thought he's very poor I know it's Man United and I don't, I don't want to whinge too much because I'm, I'm really happy with the result but I don't know what if you agree Mickey, but I think he looks unfit and he looks out of touch he just looks tired I just think he looks tired he's, he's a what 21, 22 so yeah he's only really just breaking into the team I know he played last season but it wasn't week in week out and if, I think when players like him are getting tired they need to, they need to be given a rest yeah or at least not don't play him for 85 minutes or whatever it was to give, give him a bit of a break yeah, yeah. I mean I, I think what's more sh- more telling with Mitrovic and Perez actually is that they just don't look as, as up for it as they did at the start of the season or as they did maybe 5-6 games ago that may well be that the winter the winter fixtures are taking it out of them but they don't seem to have the same energy levels definitely that they did four or five games ago. I think it's a confidence thing. I just think they're both absolutely shot a bit confidence-wise. Yeah. Um, Mitrovic, after the goal, was noticeably better, held the ball up loads better. It was like a different player. So maybe Perez just needs a goal. And I've constantly said in this podcast that I think Perez at the mo- this, this stage in his career is a far better impact player from the bench. I know we, we don't have anyone probably to start ahead from though you could argue De Jong deserves a chance considering the two games he started with Wood and Perez was good on the bench from both but um, I suppose yes yeah, so I'll come to you two seconds for... starts let me uh, just finish on Mitrovic as he said there there's no one to come on really for Perez it's the same for Mitrovic in the, the games that Mitrovic has played well he's looked absolutely exhausted after 70 minutes and should be coming off but we yeah. can't we can't bring him off because the only option we've got on the bench is a striker. Ivan Tony, he came on, but you can't put him on to lead the line against Man United at home. It's just it's nonsense. There has to be a striker brought in at least to come off the bench for when Mitrovic is tired. Yeah, I agree. It's quite funny, isn't it? I mean, obviously there's a bit of positivity because we've made one of my favourite ever signings ever, which I'll come on to later. Um, but like, it's just Newcastle United, isn't it? Where like the players it's just like sorry sorry mate you're just going to have to stay out there like oh but I'm not learning. can I come off no keep playing keep playing I've, I've got an injury don't care who are we going to send on look at the bench who are we going to send on I'll play up front no you don't do fan it's off in at left back um, I think that brings us quite quite nicely onto Simon Campbell and Castle's left back what did he make of his performance Si and is that the funniest goal you've ever seen <laughs> listen I was I, I, I'm sure I speak for at least three out of four of us here when I was absolutely crying with laughter at the third goal it was class he, he came scuttling towards the ball and just, like, I, I'm really disappointed having seen the replays that it takes a massive deflection does it so I've not seen that yeah, he's kicking it straight down the middle of the goal and it takes a massive deflection into the corner which kind of ruins it a bit um, I thought he was makes it better. Yeah, well, I thought he was really awful, and I was I was slating him just before he scored. And I, I don't want to take take too much away from him. He, it's it's a happy moment. I'm thrilled for him. But it, it, it just showed again in the air. He was winning. He's winning balls in the air. When when he, he heads the ball, 
there could be five Newcastle players around him when he goes up for a, when he, he's under no pressure for a header and he still just heads out of play. Or <laughs> yeah. worse, he heads in to spread to the opposition. He's just not got like any kind of football mouse. He, he can do some some basic things, and he probably would be more comfortable at centre half. We always say it, but he can't play left back. The same thing happened again today. Every time we had the ball on the left, you're looking for an overlap. You're even looking for him just to peel off and even go a bit wider and just, just pull a player out, make a bit of space. No, he does nothing. He stands there and watches uh, Wijnaldum or Perez ahead of him have to take on three men because they've got nothing. Like it's, just, it's, it's the same story every week. And he was just getting done. Um, I don't know, Martial on the, on the right just doing them every time. I think, I think he did all right. I think you're a bit harsh, so I think he did all right against Martial. He put a couple of good tackles in. I think Martial, uh, was it Darmian playing behind Martial? Yeah, no. Darmian Um Yeah. Was it, well, whoever was playing behind Martial basically didn't get forward Dar- enough. Darmian was on the right in um, the half. Young, young, the, young, young just side. didn't really get forward that much. He didn't push on past Martial. He didn't, and I just thought I thought kind of got away with it a little bit because of that. And obviously, listen, what a what a goal from Dummett. I was just when when Man you got the third, which you can attribute a little bit to Dummett because I don't know side you want. I mean, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter already saying you know that you couldn't do anything about it. Do you agree for Rooney's goal? Um, yeah, you. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to be too harsh on him. He wasn't terrible tonight. He wasn't the reason we conceded three goals. But I would still argue that. As a professional footballer, the Premier, this is what why we, we go on about players like Paul Dumont, like Rob Elliott. These players wouldn't get into the Premier League teams because they're not really good enough to play Premier League football. A Premier League football. Oh, hang on, hang on. You've got when Richie Smith listens to this and he hears you say Rob Elliott isn't good enough for a Premier League team, <laughs> he's going to have to take two weeks off work. Sorry, <laughs> Richie. No, but I, seriously, a professional footballer, the ball's not coming at him that hard. He should be able to. A, control it, or B, just divert it not straight out to the edge of the box where there's two Man U players. It's just yeah. really body and it just gives away a goal, and that, that just shouldn't happen. I'm not having anything other than that's a mistake from Paul Dummett. So spawny though, Man U, and I mean, let's, let's talk a little bit, Ben, about uh, about the game, you know, the flow of it, and, and going 2 0 down. Like, obviously, I wasn't. I normally sit with you lads, but I was I was with uh, some clients today uh, in the box, so I have a different view of it, and I just couldn't believe why you were tuning up. Literally, it was the easiest, most like the didn't have a, didn't have a shot, and they were yeah. tuning up. Essentially, they didn't have an attack or any pressure, and they were tuning up. Were you kind of sitting there in disbelief, or were you thinking, we're just it's, shit? It's just a typical Man U performance these days, isn't it? They, they don't create chances, and yet. As you say, they somehow. I mean, they, they got. I thought the penalty was really, really harsh. It literally came out of nothing. Um, he wasn't even I mean, looking at the ball, you know, remember? He's yeah. looking and he's given a pen. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen the replays yet. I've heard a few people since come out. I mean, at, at the time we thought ah, that can't be. And the reaction on sort of Twitter and things that I was looking at seemed to say it was very harsh. I've heard a few people after saying that it probably was. But it's just, it's one of those. It's like they just get the rub of the green. Like if that's at the other end, Mike Dean doesn't give that. I can guarantee he doesn't give it. Well, he didn't uh, give like like Mickey said, two other blatant ones. Uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but I've watched, they, I've watched. They get half half a chance of a pen and, and they get it. Sorry, Ben. I was just going to be. I've watched all three incidents actually since. Other than our penalty was a penalty, 
he's got a hold of his shirt. That's a pen. Um, the the handball. It's 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 very debatable in super super slow motion, which obviously Mike Dean has in his eyes. It is <laughs> arguably a penalty. Um, the Jan Matt one was definitely a pen. He goes through Jan Matt. That, that's a stonewaller, and he's, he's just he's just fired it. It's obvious even in real time. He's behind him. Jan Matt falls over when he's five yards from goal yeah. with an easy shot. And it's, the the Fellaini one on Callback probably wasn't a penalty. No, nah, that that wasn't a penalty. I, I thought Callback was just waiting for Fellaini, waiting for Fellaini to bundle into him. he was on his right. He was on his right foot. He didn't want to take the shot. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's still two penalties which I'd have had instead of one and theirs was really 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 generous yeah totally great so Ben back to the situation yeah. I mean mind, mind you just they I mean the Fellaini inclusion I think itself he just isn't a footballer um, they they knew exactly what they were trying to play with him and they were just I hate, to break, it to you. I hate to break it to you but he does play professional football for Man United <laughs> I don't know how he does it's my <laughs> He doesn't actually play with his feet though, he just plays with his head. <laughs> and his elbows. It just, just, just lumps balls up to him. And fair, I mean, he won, he won his fair share. I thought though, actually, Callback, we were saying, we couldn't believe we put Callback, like Man Morgan, in pretty much all game. And he, I thought he did alright, like he won a few balls where I, I didn't expect him to. So. But I, I just think the Man U team are shocking. Um, I mean, the fact that the likes of Lingard gets a game. I, I literally, and yeah, this is a sitter. What exactly. a sitter that was! I know, but he's just—he's just not good enough. He's not a Premier League player, man. Um, the Ashley Young playing right back for them, I like barely got forward. Considering everyone's been raving about his performances recently. Okay, I'll—I'll I'll just stop you there because it's not a long podcast. I'm more interested in what you, your kind of uh, views on Newcastle at this point. I, I thought we were absolutely bad at them. We were brilliant. Did you? Second half and second half, like it was all one way. Um, I thought we looked really comfortable, and it was just a case of. We, I think if we'd have got the uh, a goal, the second sorry, the third goal, um, a bit early, I think we could have had a couple more. Just because they they looked absolutely shot, they didn't have any ideas. We were dominating. I mean, we, we were basically playing the the defence. Colachini and Bemba were brilliant, bringing the ball out. Um, that they've not really had many chances to do this season and they were bringing it out into sort of the opposition half and it it was just people were more willing in the second half to, to show for the ball which I thought was lacking in the first half Mitrovic was a bit isolated um, we were playing poor balls like rubbish balls over sort of too high where it was really difficult to get into second half we started to link the play a lot better and I thought we were, we're causing a lot of issues I'm just a bit disappointed um, Sissoko didn't get more opportunities out on the left because I think he could have had a field day against Ashley Young. Yet yeah, going back to Perez, what you were saying, I think Perez he played all right, but as you say, he didn't have the energy there that he he's perhaps did at the start of the season. And I think that with the opportunities were created down the left, like we had some brilliant opportunities. And I think Sissoko could have had a lot more joy there for him, had given him the opportunity to do. Yeah. Um, what. What worried me was, and I think I said it as a message, when, when we were 2-0 down, sorry, just before we went 2-0 down, probably the move beforehand, there was a moment when oh, Schneiderlin had the ball um, basically on the edge of the D of the centre circle, and our back four were strung along the our 18-yard box, and obviously Rooney, Martial, who played the other wing for Man United... Lingard. 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 So there was what? There was those three 
and the back four were kind of occupied, and Herrera and the other man and Fellaini were behind, were like basically besides um, Schneiderlin who had the ball. Yet Tiote and Colback had dropped back to form a back six, and I was just think I was just thinking, lads, this this Man United team are, are shit, and it's typical McLaren. It's it's just like what, 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 when we went to Swansea at the start of the season, quite topical because obviously Shelby signed. Me and you were there, Ben, and me and you all game. We were saying, we we'll said the podcast afterwards. We're just playing with the back six, and the likes of Shelby was just running thirty yards with the ball and either having a shot or playing a ball through the through the through the defence. Unfortunately, Man United didn't have that attacking attempt, but it was still like McLaren, like so negative, not pressing them. Not basically all the things we didn't do in the second half. I, I thought the first half performance was very poor. And I'm going to come back to you, Nomi. I thought it was a bad game, technically. I thought Newcastle in the second half very good. I thought Man United were bad in both halves. I, I just thought it was a, a poor game, um, technically. And, you know, there was, there was apart from maybe, uh, like you said, Dummett's goal took a massive deflection. Man United didn't score any good goals. Rooney's goal was technically very good, but you, you know the ball fell from perfectly. There was there wasn't great defending. I just thought it was a poor game. I thought it was two poor teams. Um, credit to Newcastle and credit to McLaren for being the better team in the second half. We should have won. Um, but Mickey, do you agree? I think we've got away with it a little bit. I think we're, we went two 0 down any doors and we deserve to be we deserve to be two 0 down not because of anything Man United did, but I remember looking at the clock after 25 minutes and I said to the bloke next to us. Not only have we not had a shot, we haven't even had an attack, and we're 25 minutes in. Um, so I thought, well, I thought, I think we've been a bit lucky tonight. I think we'll be unlucky not to win the game, but we're, we're kind of lucky to get back in it. Maybe do, do you agree, or do you think I'm, I'm, a, I'm being a bit harsh, and, and McLaren and Newcastle deserve a lot more credit? No, I think I think you are being a bit harsh there. Um, we weren't great for the opening half an hour by any means, but neither were Man United. The first the first half an hour was just a game of two poor teams. Struggling against each other, the two low-scoring teams in the in the league over the last ten games, or there or thereabouts, anyway. Um, it was a poor game with two two absolutely minging Man United goals. Um, but the the performance for the last fifteen minutes, of the first half was was good, and then the second half I thought was excellent. I thought it was a, a good game to watch. It was going like back to front. Both sides were were at least moving the ball forward. Um, so yeah, I think I think you've been unnecessarily critical about Newcastle when we actually deserve a bit of credit this time for once this season. Uh, fair enough. Um, do you? Like, I know you, you've talked about McLaren subs. Do you, do you? Do you get the feeling, obviously, with West Ham this weekend? Do you get the feeling that we're going to see a different side? I mean, actually, well, because of that, mate, you ask you straight up. These two lads we've signed, two two midfielders. Are you happy? Well. I, I'm, I'm delighted about Shelby. I think it's a great. I think it's a great sign, and he's a good player. He's an English player. He's only 23. Um, there's questions about his attitude, but that remains to be seen. We've, we've had people with attitude problems for the entire time I've supported Newcastle, so it's nothing new. Um, and if anyone will be able to handle it, it'll be Steve McLaren. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm really pleased with the Shelby sign, and I've said all season that we need a new centre midfield completely. The French guy, well, not French, but the guy that's come from France, Saive, I think it is. Um, I know absolutely nothing about it. I've done a little bit of reading about him uh, the last couple of days. And it seems like he's a winger that has now become a defensive central midfielder this season. 
which, <laughs> which poses massive questions. Uh, he's another good front. He's another good front. I said it the other day. If he, if we have signed another French attacking midfielder to play attacking midfield from a mid-table League One side, but one shooting, we've made that mistake so many times. <laughs> so I, I just, it, I think that one's a, a massive question mark. It's the kind of transfer that. 10 years ago no one would really be that bothered about it would be like the third or fourth biggest transfer of the window and it's just like a just a punt and at 5 million quid if that's what it is then fair enough um, so I don't know I've, there's nobody can really say what we're going to expect of this guy because no one knows anything about him but Shelby is is exactly what we need I think he's another, it's, it's another body into the squad isn't it where we've, we've said we've got such a, a small squad like, we just need the bodies and I think he sounds like he's quite a versatile versatile player that as you say he'll be able to come in do a job on the wings or fill in in, in the middle if we need it um, and if he's versatile that's exactly what we need we need someone that can cover a few positions just because I think um, obviously we're we're so thin at, at certain positions a couple of injuries and, and we could be screwed um, so I think for, as you say for 5 million I mean it sounds like he's coming to the end of his contract shock horror Newcastle strike again, um, and we've but we've, we've got him in on the cheap. Like hopefully he's, he's obviously um, he comes with a, a bit of a reputation, um, and I'm hoping he'll he'll just add, add something different to the squad that we don't have. I mean we don't really have any wide players. Um, I mean Sissoko and Wijnaldum are doing the job at the minute, um, but I mean I, I don't think Sissoko would feel like it's his best position as well as he does in it. Um, and likewise with Wijnaldum I think he, he would probably rather be playing through the middle a bit more so it might give him the opportunity to play a bit more centrally and, and if, if Saibet plays on the wing but I think you, you can't criticise the, the signing I think we've, we've said all along we needed um, we needed midfielders we needed the centre midfield strengthening we've done that with Shelby and if Saibet plays in that position then, then great it's another body in there um, and as I say if he's versatile then it gives you options to to change things yeah I think that's a really good point and side the team on Saturday do you see that to both lads coming straight in and if for if so sorry for who well by all accounts Teoda is probably on his way um, I thought he played alright tonight actually Teoda he got stuck in he did, did his job he got a very silly yellow card but that's that's what he's done for five years um, so he, he he'll come out the team even if he's still here he'll come out the team out of thought um, Colback did alright against Fellaini but um, he was quite sloppy with the ball today it wasn't his best in terms of of, of linking up the play um, but I'd, he's not going to change both so I think Shelby if he's fit could could start the other lad who, who fucking knows man um, I don't know if he was brought in to, to walk straight in the team or if he's, he's there to, to make up the numbers and and uh, be slowly introduced. Um, he can't be any worse than Tovan. So I, I think I think really Shelby should be walking straight in because he's just better than what we've got. He's, he's a good centre mid, and he's he should go straight in the team if he's fit to play. The other lad, we don't know. He has so, yeah. to, doesn't he? He has he has to put Shelby in the team. Yeah, he, he you know what? Someone to. someone very wisely. Off, sorry, I can't credit them. I don't have it in front of me. Someone on Twitter made the point to us very wisely the day that like he can actually also shoot from distance because yeah. all of our lot are terrible. Not that they often yeah. get close enough to the opposition goal to shoot, 
But like, I mean, Conor Trudeau had a decent shot from distance you're, tonight. You're, you're doing Paul set piece dumb at a disservice here, don't you? <laughs> well, on Paul set piece, we said it on last year's podcast. Is is has the caterpillar finally started to cocoon? <laughs> there was there was once there was once a, a young left back playing for Spurs. It was a rubbish left back who got loads of grief from the fans. Well, and what is it? What's he done now? He scored a hundred against Deportivo the weekend. This could be Paul Dummett's moments. Watch this space. I'm I'm all for it. Might as well call it a day with the podcast let's, there. Let's let's get him playing left wing next week. Do you want a Doggers game? Because it wouldn't be a podcast without a Doggers game. Have we got right, hurry up then. Oh man, it's it's nearly midnight. <laughs> right. Okay. Who am I? This is the much loved World Run Doggers game. Is it Paul Dummett? Also, obviously, if you're listening now, uh, True Faith Quiz, we're doing the quiz Friday, live, 7 o'clock. We'll have a prize. Uh, you can play along on Twitter, at TF Weekly Plots. Please join us. Blood. TF Weekly Plots. I've got Paul, I'm obviously thinking about Paul Dunnett. Um Yeah, at TF Weekly Plots. Play live online, I'll do the quiz. These lads do the quiz. These lads always come last. Uh I play online Friday 7 o'clock live on Radio Northumberland we'll also put all of the questions on Twitter as we go uh, so you, if you can't get to a device to listen to the show you can play along as well anyway Doggers game uh, I played for Sunderland Manchester City and Aston Villa in my career and also Newcastle can't, can't guess yet can't guess yet as well as Newcastle obviously I've played over 500 career games without scoring. Shay Given. Well oh. done, Sai. Shay Given. Not allowed, surely you're not allowed to bloody answer then. You're not, but what can I do? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, just wait till <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone gets it, then you're allowed to guess. The reason I've done Shay Given is because he was at the match tonight near me. Oh, with his oh, wife. That's great. That's Cracking. cool. That's lovely. Yeah, I think I think we've come to the end of this podcast. We're, we're all pretty nuggets. Obviously, we didn't get one out against uh, after the Watford game. Should, should we just kick off a little bit about Watford or not? Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> Go on then. Oh, by the way, did you know Marvel was on the bench tonight? Yeah, yeah. yeah so for all of those for the, all those asking, where is he? But he sat on the bench, not getting on. I had a good run. Tony. Can I just say and no. Well, disrespect the lad. Obviously, he's just a young lad. How bad was Tony when he came? <laughs> like, came, dropped deep, held onto the ball for 25 minutes, and got lost. dispossessed just outside his own box. Yeah. yeah, he lost it. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Cheers, Ivan. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel bad for him though. He's like, he's tried his best. Do you, lads, do you think we'll beat West Ham? It's a massive game. All going, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. going up for a couple of drinks before that. Um, uh, do you think we'll beat West Ham? West Ham, good, crucial win for us tonight by beating Bournemouth. I think we're only three points behind Bournemouth. Norwich plays Stoke tomorrow away. Hopefully they'll get beat. Sunderland plays Swansea, and that's obviously Norwich Bournemouth at the weekend's a massive game, and we, we need to beat West Ham. What do you think? Carroll got in here tonight. Did he? Again. Did yeah. he? Um, I have a, I, 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 I back. Uh, Apparently, Pai scored an absolute wonder goal tonight as well. And set up, uh, set up one of those as well. Sounds like he's back, back to his best. 
you, you just don't know what you're going to get out of us, but it's obviously an absolute must three pointer. If we're wondering how you're going to take a draw, but because we've only got one point, we'll have to beat West Ham, don't we? It's critical. It's critical. We need to start they'll, some... they'll take a lot of confidence out of that point, though. The way we're played, and obviously we've, we've got something out of it. It's, it's. I know we've, we've said it a number of times, but it's something to build on, um, and it's it's a real opportunity to to try and sort of string string some uh, performances together. I think you can't really say anyone there had a bad game, really. Um, and I'm just hoping that the new lads will come in and provide a bit of impetus. I'd like him. I'd like to see him uh, play De Jong and and drop Perez, uh, just because like I've said it before, and I think De Jong, when he played against Liverpool and Spurs, played well, and I also worry about us from set pieces against West Ham, who have got a very good record this season from set plays. But I think we'll win because we'll have to. Um, but yeah, time will tell. Are we sacking this off here, lads? I do. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we're a bit, we're a bit nagged. We thought we'd get a podcast. This is True Faith Weekly podcast. We've never missed a week doing a podcast. So, uh, this is more about. This is literally we've had to just all, like all fast analysis. Yeah. So, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was worse than I do, man. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.